So in all of my years of going to school online, uh, and by that I mean only two, because uh, while I was robbed of the last year of my undergrad due to COVID, as well as a couple of years in my graduate program, and eh, not a couple of years, but a couple months, I should say, I'm not used to seeing links in a Zoom chat. We really? have one here today. Yeah, really. No, we because it's it's heavily encouraged that you keep your camera on, you keep your microphone on, things like that. If you're going to be texting in a Zoom chat, you're either sharing answers directly with the teacher or sharing answers directly with another student because at this point every exam is open book. But this one, entitled You Unleash Hell on Your Kids, Central Texas Mom Warns Parents About Hocus Pocus 2, this was sent by you, Matt. And yes, I really wanted to save this live because I haven't seen this. I know what Hocus Pocus is, but have not seen the movie. Probably won't see the movie. But if it's anything that causes people to get in a tiff about miscellaneous shit that it's not detrimental to care about at all i'm always game i was gonna say you were the one who posted it so uh <laughs> why don't you introduce it yeah so i'm obviously i think out of all of us probably the most horror pilled most monstrified <laughs> most the, the ghostiest guy out of all the martians you got so... chocolate <laughs> you got blueberry ever i've actually never had any of those cereals you never had any of them no, I never had. My parents would not buy them for me. And now that I have my money oh. to, I have the money to get them on my own, but it's just like, eh, I could, I don't eat cereal that much anyway. I don't eat, mm. I just don't eat breakfast. Honestly. The tea is gone. I mean, it really, yeah. Only be around Halloween. And now it's like, you can find them. Like, I, I mean, I walked into Target today right before we um, recorded and it was there. It's, it's out in the open. I could get it if I wanted to. Anyway, going into this story, so I did you guys ever watch the original Hocus Pocus? I did not, no. <laughs> I did, but me and my fiance stopped it when one of the witches was flying and it looked really fake. They had a lot of charm, <laughs> but it was, uh, maybe it was dated. I don't know the appropriate description, but I've seen enough and it, it was uh, a cutesy kids film. I mean, it's very much of its time. It's very much a 90s film. You'll never mistake it for something like that could be, you know, that there's like films that are very timeless and you can, you can just see them whenever. It's not that. It's like, you, you know, this is set in the 90s because of like the technology, the references and everything. But anyway, the sequel to Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus 2 finally came out over Disney Plus. A lot of people were really excited for it because the film is very much a cult classic film. A lot of people had fond memories of it. I remember watching it on Disney Channel as a kid. If I remember correctly, when the film came out in theaters, it really didn't have much of an impact. And it was only afterwards, after the show started premiering on television and it was more kind of a wide access thing. That's when the following around that movie came to fruition. So second movie comes out and it has very mixed reviews a lot of people liked it because it was clever and it brought them back to their feelings of nostalgia which let's face it a lot of disney marketing and a lot of marketing in general at this point to people of our generation is just selling us our nostalgia 
it's getting us to feel like we did back when we were kids because the world is shit right now. And back in the day, yeah, the world was still shit, but we didn't really have to face that with our um, adult brains and investment in the world. But anyway, so movie comes out, meh, meh, meh kind of reviews. I thought it was, I thought there were parts I liked about it. There were parts I didn't. I still think the first one is significantly better. If you like the first one, watch the second one just to watch it, but it's, it's not going to win any awards here, folks. But the reason why that we are talking about this story is because Texas, of course, had to rear its ugly head and comment on the scenario. So there is a woman in Texas who, for whatever reason, made the news. Her name is Jamie Gooch, and she posted to Facebook to warn parents against letting your children watch Hocus Pocus. And I mean, it's for the reasons that you think. She said, a worst case scenario is you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices, which let me say is just a thousand percent wrong. There is no blood sacrifice in this. They're just sucking out their souls. There's no blood involved. Well, actually, no, there is a little bit of blood involved in the second one, but it's just like a drop of blood. It's not a blood sacrifice if you're not spilling all of it. So come on, this is, this is wrong. This is not accurate. If you're going to criticize the movie, criticize it right. A soul sacrifice. I mean, that sounds more <laughs> hardcore black metal. Like, yeah. I, that's, I, you know what? I give Hocus Pocus some credit there. I mean, I guess it's not diving into the, you know, Halloween creative well, but hey, it's kind of fun. These, this movie was actually, I guess, side note, filmed uh, out here in New England, which are uh, other. Salem. Absent, yeah. Other mm-hmm. absent co-host is uh, dying to check it out. It was filmed out here and people out here were ho-hum, but nobody hates it. I mean, the town of Salem is not against this movie. Well, I mean, the town of Salem is not crazy-ass Texas. Right. About as far as you can get from Salem. I mean, did you guys want to... Have you guys seen... You haven't looked at the... uh... I haven't seen it. I was originally wanting to watch it before, but at this point, I think I'm just going to go ahead and give it a watch. I'll go ahead and mute myself because I don't know how much feedback is going to be showing. The power of Zoom. Yeah, the power of Zoom. (laughs) Um, So I'll go ahead and mute myself if you would like to talk amongst yourselves or if you'd like to just hear my reactions as they happen. Just hear your reactions. I think that'd be fun. And then afterwards, I can read the the Facebook post that she posted and then we can react to that as well. Sure. This is going to be the Martian Brothers react. She got emotional. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just pausing it here because I think unlike most people would be willing to admit where they don't want to resort to ad hominem attacks, I will admit to using them for comedic hyperbole. She looks exactly how I think how I thought she would. You hear Texas, you hear against something for witchcraft. You hear she owns a ranch. You know who (laughs) you're talking about. All right, all right. I'm gonna uh, let's continue. <laughs> Jamie Gooch, Gucci, <laughs> Gooch family farts. <clears throat> okay, I got, I gotta, I gotta compose myself here. Wow. To darkness, a spiritual war. 
she says. If that's your army, then I'd hate to see your navy. <laughs> All right. Are, are we going through the Facebook post now? I can, because, do, I can do it after. Because I was going to say, unfortunately, this Facebook post is no longer available. It may have been changed, removed, or privacy settings of the post may have been changed. It shows a screenshot of the Facebook post if we want to just delve into it now, or I can oh, see, just continue. The, the interesting thing, we'll finish to the end because she says something about her Facebook post. Okay, got it, got it. That's a long post. Well, she's a very big Texan. There's got to be enough posts to... Uh... <laughs> the juice has got to be worth the squeeze. The things over a TV screen, a TV screen becoming manifested in real life. <laughs> so I think for me, the worst part about this... You finished it, right? Oh no, 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 no! I'm not. I'm just. Oh, oh, you're. Still I'm, I'm just trying to compose my thoughts. Yeah, but hold on one moment. Oh my god. Okay. Consider all the options that you're taking in. She says, "This post was meant for the people on the fence." She says, "If it changes just one person's mind," she says, "it would have all been worth it." <laughs> This is just people should not certain people should not have access to the Internet. Okay. now, granted, there's like bad takes. I've made them. I'll probably continue to make them. Right. But in the self-deprecating, ironic takes that I even still to this day take and understand that the layers of cynicism in order to make them like I'm not out here projecting about a movie being which way or in this case a movie trailer being which way because i want to instill my own personal and familial values into it hoping hoping that someone could uh could grapple from it right i think the 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 most insane part for this for me is that she said you don't know what's coming through that tv they could be doing whatever spell and it'll come through that tv and you wouldn't know it (laughs) So she wants to be this so-called independent thinker wanting to look at both sides. I mean, that's what I'm grasping from it. Like, it's movies like these that we need to break away from and have people really think for themselves as to whether or not they want to watch it. Well, you could still watch the movie and then come away from it having be not enjoyed or fulfilled with what the movie had to show you. But... The whole like this is like steeped in like religious fanaticism, like um, like yeah. basically our our televisions are controlling our children. Like, oh, won't somebody think of the children? Kind of meme. Yeah, let's think about the children here. Let's watch Pokes Focus together. I, I go back to our previous episodes argument and many other previous episodes arguments in the ability to actively, knowingly, and cognitively get the remote turn off the TV, and disengage. But they'd have to get off the couch. But they'd have to get off the couch. Yes, granted. There is a solution to your problem. There is an eraser at the end of a pencil for a reason, okay? See, the thing also is, and we'll get into the the Facebook posts, but like, she says she's proud of this, but according to you, Sebastian, it's no longer available? Yeah, so... Are you proud of it then? The article of KWTX, uh, that's what we found it on. The article, it splits in two, because I'm guessing there's like an ad break, but haha, I have ad blocker turned on. But this says, this Facebook post is no longer available. It may have been removed or the privacy settings of the post may have changed. 
I don't know whether or not she was the one to initiate the deletion or maybe it just got flagged to oblivion and good old Zucky Zuck and the Funky Bunch decided to just say, all right, well, it's not really worth having on our platform. <laughs> if that's the case, bravo. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I can't see it. The only way I can see it is from the screenshot from about a minute and three seconds into the uh, into the article itself. I, I can read it. If you can see it, cool. I don't know where you found it, but I only found it. Yeah, on... that's where I found it. I found it on the same the same exact place as you did. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to uh if you want to read it and then we'll kind of hash read out it. our thoughts. Yeah. <clears throat> read it. I'm gonna read it as dramatically as I can. Mamas, I feel <laughs> a strong conviction to share a word with you. Dot, dot, as, dot. Capital, as capital mothers and wives, we are the gatekeepers of our homes, meaning whatever we allow in has a rightful place to reside and grow there because we have given it permission, whether good or bad, fruitful or rotten. Can, can we knock it off with this biblical ass pseudo speak, please? Fruitful or rotten? What? <laughs> With the release of Hocus Pocus 2 coming up, I would be wrong not to sound the alarm and warn you to protect your children. Oh. After all, the movie is based on harvesting the purity of children's souls so that witches may live on. Hocus Pocus, by definition, means, quote, meaningless talk or activity often designed to draw attention away from and disguise what is actually happening. What is actually happening when we watch these films? What are we subjecting our minds to? What are we welcoming into the homes of our families? It seems silly, right? That you would need to consider what is coming through your TV screen. It seems innocent. Until it's not. I'll try to be brief. Please hear me when I tell you the truth is that witches and warlocks in the satanic church abuse and sacrifice children in their quote spiritual rituals to gain more power in the underworld all right pause here um that's not what the satanic church does they they literally just that's that's chill. about the farthest thing yeah exactly that's about the farthest Say thing from the so truth. chill <laughs> Say this are like absolutely they're they're a joke they're making fun of you Right. They're making fun of you for this shit. You're proving them right. Leave it to Satanists to, ironically, take the high road on this one. <laughs> Resuming. So before you hit play on the night of the premiere of this movie, please ask yourself if not only your mind, but your children's minds are strong enough to ward off the hypnotization. It, it's called hypnotism. The hypnotization and bewitching trance that will be coming through the screen to aid in the desensitization of the coming evil in this world. Don't fall victim to the schemes of hell. I say all of this because I too have fallen into the trap a time or two and the spiritual warfare I had to endure because of my own ignorance. I wish on no one. Awaken and rise up, mamas. There's a war being waged in our homes, and we are the gatekeepers. Okay, the thing, a, a thing that I was talking <laughs> about at brunch with my sibling and his girlfriend were, the Christians are fine with censoring this, right? Mm -hmm. Evidently. If this was a Christian movie, and it was on the other foot, and people were like, oh, don't show this to your kids because it's glorifying the Judeo-Christian view of the world, and not everyone prescribes to it. Oh, they'd be fucking up in arms about it. 
Oh, dude, of course. Oh, Fox News would create would declare a culture war. Yeah, it just goes to show that suburban this Texas moms... mama would pull out her gun and, and go to <laughs> Disney and say, you put my Christian movie back on, bitch. Cul-de-sac mothers do not have enough to do with their lives. OK, and mama, yet yeah, you, Miss Gooch criticizing and bashing this movie before it's even come out and that's not even to say if it's also a good movie or not there is there is no blood sacrifice well, i mean there's there's one little bit of blood but it's not in the blood sacrifice the amount of preaching and proselytizing that is on display here ma'am does not absolve you of the one to two sins that you are still trying to forgive yourself over uh, i implore you to uh, uh seek the truth <laughs> because you're not going to find it here i i i don't understand like i thought last week's takes of little mermaid and lizzo were bad um on their own it's one of those things where it's like at this point nobody's going to be criticizing movies anymore for what they are they're going to be criticizing the individuals who are going to criticize that ip and this show will never end because the source of lampooning will never the, the swamp the lake will never dry up essentially right so I should be yeah. thankful that people are taking these idiotic takes. You know, sure. I just don't understand what the point of it is. If if religiously speaking, it's a work of fiction in and of itself. Yeah. And if you want to join the atheists uh, on on Reddit saying, "Well, that's exactly what that what that book that you hold so dearly is." Bleh. Okay, I guess in some people's eyes, sure, that's their perspective on what the, the Judeo-Christian outlook of the world is in text. I, I don't know. Honestly, it, it looks like an overhyped movie preached and proselytized by an overhyped mother. And that's really where I'll leave it. <laughs> she's not going to find her. She's not going to find her, her answer. Her, her holy quest is not going to end with the bashing of Hocus Pocus too. Cause I know a lot. If Ryan were here, I bet you he could provide you with a list of movies that were far more unholier than some campy CGI and and people's uh, people's uh, desperate ability to get a uh, uh, what's that what, what's that what's that credit that people get after having like three lines or whatever their SAG their SAG credit basically yeah like for instance the new Hellraiser remake is not on this woman's radar oh dude I bet she'd have a stroke. <laughs> Hellraiser? <laughs> yeah, which is an awesome original movie. But I mean, I guess it's just the fact that it's targeted towards kids and it's like hiding behind the simple premise. You know, it's just like the same reason that they would say the Lion King clouds say sex or like there's a penis on the Little Mermaid album uh, DVD cover. Right. I think it's just the fact that it has to do with kids. I mean, I am curious if like in your household, the kids are like underneath their covers at 1130, like watching this on their phones. Like, I really want to know what's going on in the household that made her outraged. I'm willing to bet if they had Disney Plus before this, they don't know. There's too much satanic content on there. I was going <laughs> to say, like, you've already sold your soul to the mouse by forking over your $7. I mean, it's, you're not too far off. And it's just one of those things where in the grand scheme of things, there is going to be content on this platform that you do not like. So I ask again, no, nay, I tell you again, actively disengage and watch something else, okay? Like if these streaming services want to be platforms for everyone, 
then find something that you're interested in, you know? And granted, you're not going to know what the subject matter of a, of a movie is or a trailer is without watching it, of course, sure. Suffice to say, I would even say that people had already made up their minds about the whole Little Mermaid trailer, right? When they found the change that had taken place, people had already made up their minds, right? Oh, absolutely. But it's another thing that you could just be like, okay, wow, you don't like one movie that Disney's produced? Try the hundreds upon hundreds, not to mention thousands of the other ideas Disney's no doubt cooking up in their vaults because everything gets released on that platform such a God, it's it's ridiculous. Maybe Disney just needs to pick up Veggie Tales. Not sure if you guys ever watched those. Oh, oh God, man! Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's the perfect Christian cr- programming, right there. Like that's the quintessential meme of it. And I think Veggie Tales has even embraced the meme where it's like, yeah, we were hokey. Yeah, we were this. Yeah, we were that. And now, the the images I see of it of Veggie Tales nowadays is like just surrealism. <laughs> like memes that just make you slightly uncomfortable when you look at them, but oh, it's Veggie Tales, you know, haha. I also think this whole thing one, like witches were never real. There were never any witches in Salem. Come on, Texas, like learn your history. Even if they weren't real, they're sure as hell not going to exist in a locale that just blatantly doesn't appreciate what they do, <laughs> you know, religiously. Like, like, why would they put up shop there unless it's an extremely, extremely bohemian part of town where you find your tarot shops, your crystal shops, your your fucking sagists, sagists? I don't know. People who have sage, you know, the shops that I'm talking about. They're not yeah. exactly planted in white Christian neighborhoods, you know, unless it's like one of those. Well, I mean, like... we have a we have a witch shop right in Santa Clarita, which I will be interviewing someone at on tuesday mm. so oh, they do exist go. they do exist but i think it's for more so if there's an audience for them in jamie gooch's territory or jamie gooch's you know demographic let's just say it's for the stay-at-home moms that find it interesting to a point where they're not willing to let their kids in on it because they think that it's going to corrupt them but mm-hmm. you know that's the way that I've seen it usually. Like my time spent in Colorado up in Manitou Springs, there's a bunch of these types of shops because I would go so far as to say that the population in that area is largely bohemian. The middle aged mothers that walk into these shops, you know which backgrounds they belong to. Okay. And this is me not making assumptions. This is me looking at the crosses around their neck and being like, eh, maybe that shop really wouldn't appeal to their religious beliefs. Sure. But they go in there for like sage or crystals. You know, everyone likes a pretty looking rock. And it's more so seen as like a gift shop, not so much as a spiritual or religious shop. Right. And I feel as though if more suburbanite cul-de-sac Ian mothers would sort of understand the difference of such, there wouldn't be individuals like this grandstanding on the internet pre-Facebook removal saying, oh my God, corruption, you know, exclamation point. I blame the TV station, first of all. I mean, this one, you know, is headline worthy. I mean, I also saw, you know, The Guardian, which picks up all of our American trash, but (laughs) this is like... (laughs) I blame the media. It's not, it, what a what a nice easy story to get your clicks your monthly click uh, quota 
to just be like, just find the crazy lady, which in Texas, they must be everywhere. But this wouldn't have been a story if, if we're looking at the same site, K-O-L-D-K-O-L-D, if it's the same one. But yeah. I, I blame the media for really propagating this. But You know what behavior this propagates, at least to her children? They're going to be more inclined to watch it. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be like, wow. They're going to get to school. Their friends are going to be like, dude, was that your mom on the TV? <laughs> Shaking her fist. It. She doesn't send her kids to home to school. She homeschools them. You know that. You know they're homeschooled. You think she would trust her precious little angels to, to the devils of government education? But it's one of those things where if I'm to extrapolate what she's saying in the second to last paragraph, oh, I've committed a sin or two. Isn't that going to make your kids even more curious of the woman you used to be if you're not going to even let them see this kind of shit? Like, really? I bet you it's just that she looked at another woman and thought, oh, she looks beautiful. Oh, oh no. she looks beautiful. Impure or, thoughts. Oh, I took a toke one time in college, you know, before I settled down. It's one of those things where it's like similar. I'm going to go out on a limb here and correct me if I'm wrong. Similar to Santa Clarita, it's these types of parents. I would say more so mothers who look at their children when they come of age as friends, right? Ugh. They, they want to keep them from certain things in order to maintain the image of a good Norman Rockwellian family. And then when they're of age to make the decision themselves and be and for the kids to be like, wow, mom was really full of shit. This movie isn't that bad. And they start, you know, drinking, smoking, whatever themselves. <laughs> they'll go to their mother and be like, mom, what did you say all these years ago? And then the mom will finally have to come clean and be like, mm, Jimmy, Timmy, sit down. You know, I, I just wanted to protect you. Uh, back in my day, I was really like a party animal. This, Like, I'm not one to assume, but I've seen more families, at least in the Santa Clarita area, have this sort of dynamic where the more the kid grows up and understands that their parents really didn't know what they were doing when they were parenting them in these little asinine ways the more they start to unravel that parenting as sort of like yeah my mom really didn't know what she was doing <laughs> the the way how i talk to my own mother for instance is widely different from how i talked to her when i was say 10 because obviously in that span of 14 years i've not only learned a lot about my own mother but the world in general and i've learned to take some things that she says or what she's grown up with with a grain of salt you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. It doesn't mean that you don't respect your parents, but it's one of those things where it's like, as you come into your own, you start to realize, eh, yeah. They were making it up as they went along. The things that, you know, quote unquote, our parents did to protect us. That's just to protect them. To, to protect us from what exactly? Protect from them. No, it's to protect them from anything that they don't like. It's not to protect us. There's exactly nothing exactly. to protect. Also, Jamie Gooch, I think you're ignoring the fact that in this movie, the witches are the bad guys. Yeah, it's very emblematic. You know, it's sort of similar of the the doom situation that occurred. And I say that very doom situation. What do you mean? Of course, you've all heard of the video game Doom, right? Yes, we love uh -huh. Doom here in this household. I don't remember the particular individual's name. But when Doom came out, there was a big controversy of you're this, this space Martian badass going around mowing down these demons. And, oh, my God, it's so bloody and gory. What are we teaching 
watching our children, you know, won't somebody please think of the children kind of thing. Mortal Kombat. The pastor at the time, or I think he was like one of the lead developers who was also a pastor or came from a very religious background. Again, I'm missing the details so much on this front. He defended the game saying, you're fighting demons, you're fighting otherworldly creatures, you're fighting things that are not classifiable as human. And in every sense of the whole Christian conservative, you know, don't tread on me bullshit would find no problem in assuming self-defense to protect yourself and your loved ones. Like you're not doing anything but protecting yourself when you're playing doom and you're having fun while you're doing it. Like you're fighting the beasts of hell. Why would any religious organization bash this? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a really good point. It's the same thing with Wolfenstein. Uh, to say no, don't kill Nazis. Like no, we, don't kill Nazis. It's like but okay, actually well, the, the, the Nazis like that actually yeah. was a controversy after Wolfenstein the new one came out and with 2016 happened. Like mm-hmm. people were like, why are you killing the Nazis? Come on! I thought the liberals were all about tolerance. No, that's that's not it at all. You're a Nazi. You don't get to be tolerated. Yeah. Well, it was it was cool in some respects because it's like when I played Wolfenstein, I'm not quite old enough to be able to remember the days of playing Wolfenstein on like the Super Nintendo and things like that. But when I played Wolfenstein, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I like a good revisionist history type game, you know, like sign me up first person shooters, what have you. I would say I kind of prefer Doom better. <laughs> That's just a personal point. But it's one of those things where it's just like you are assuming the role of an unnamed space or terrain or Terran Terrarian. Is that the word? I don't know. Earthly badass. You know, there's a distinguishable good guy and bad guy. And by this point, if you're going to be raising your kids in such an environment, if you are so confident in your parental abilities to keep your kids away from danger then by all respects, they should have no interest in this movie at all, by your logic, right? So why are you complaining? Why? Because it's on Disney Plus and it looks cool to your kids? Of course it's going to look cool to your kids. Think of how many flashing colors were in the trailer alone. And I haven't even seen the trailer alone, but knowing how Hollywood directs its trailers, it's going to lure you in. It's going to be like, oh, wow, come, come watch this, even though the movie might be a steaming pile it's like that's the purpose of advertising. It's like that's the purpose of advertising. I mean, what the, the, the whole thing about like not celebrating Halloween for the past five or six years. I mean, you know, I know kids like Halloween of varying degrees, but what a sorry childhood to never trick or treat, to never look at a mask, to never even look at like a singing skeleton in Target and say like, huh, kind of funny. Like to not have any of the Halloween experience. Brutal. Mm-hmm. it's like the kind of thing it reminds me of like you know i'm not going to start calling out religions here but really it's just like how jehovah's witness don't celebrate religions let alone birthdays i don't know what reading of the bible said you couldn't have a little bit of fun or you could pretend it comes from that puritanical belief that oh if you have fun while you're on earth and you don't get to have fun in the afterlife mm-hmm. what are they expecting see this is like it's you have to prove your devotion by being miserable how about we end it like this with one sentence? KWTX, you, KWTX reached out to Disney's publicist for the movie, but has not 
heard back yet. And Miss Gooch, I'm sorry to say, you will be stuck in limbo. Okay. KWTX has dropped you from its lineup, from its, you know, daily stories. Okay. This will not get resolved. You will not achieve the satisfaction that you will so hope. And what satisfaction is that? I don't know. Having it being pulled from theaters, having everything on the internet not aligning with your religious beliefs be taken out of consideration. But but no, because that's not what you say. I think at the end of the day, I want people to walk away with discernment. Just start thinking. Start thinking for yourself and even overthink and consider all the options of what you're partaking in. So while you try to fiend and festoon this perspective of letting people make their own decisions, and my decision, by the way, has already been made up. If it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie, and I'm not going to rate it on anything else besides its efficacy to provide a decent watch time for me. Okay, But you are not going to hear back from Disney. Disney does not give a fuck about you, just as it does not give a fuck about any three of us. I don't know. I think Disney gives a fuck about me. I like Disney. Not really. Fuck you, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) It's dead in the water. And really, kind of goes to show that not every story ends happily. Not every story ends, for that matter. It's left on a cliffhanger. Also, not every story deserves to be covered. Yeah. Why did we, why, I mean, we're talking about it now because we're talking about it now, but like for the news organization that thought that this is what we're going to talk about today, KWTX 10, like not every story needs to be covered. And, and as someone who cut, worked in local news, it's like, th- that's one of those things that I hated about local news. It's like, you're scraping for like bottom of the barrel stories all the time. I'm thinking this might be one of them that they had nothing to cover that day. It's like, you know what? Let's talk to the crazy lady. I mean, I see a headline on their site. Uh, Clean police department investigates 16th murder, but, you know, some ladies. Yeah, it's just a murder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about we take some time away from the television and go get something to eat? I'm kind of Speaking of selling our nostalgia back to us. Yeah. Let's go get something to eat. I'm thinking McDonald's. You guys think of McDonald's? I go I for a I do burger. enjoy the Mickey D's. Yeah. I really don't know which perspective to take on this one either because I've had McDonald's for God. Uh, how many years now? I'm 24. I've probably had it since I was about five or six, give or take. Personally, I was more of a Burger King fan before Burger King kind of hit the fan. They had very interesting fries. They had very interesting fries. I ate it more so in college, but there, there's a term that has sort of overtaken this whole, I don't want to call it a fiasco. Basically what's happened is that McDonald's has released adult Happy Meals. These Happy Meals come with- uh, A Big Mac or a 10-piece chicken nuggets. I've never actually gotten a Happy Meal in my life, even when really? I was a child. Yeah, it was always that, hey, can I get a burger? Can I get some nuggets? You know, you didn't just go for the toy. What are you talking? Who are you? No, no. I mean, there was this one point in time when they were selling like these Mario toys. And it it was a I don't know if you remember this. It was a Mario ball. It was made out of like this rubber plasticky thing. And it was the coolest thing ever. It was like a it wasn't a Nerf football. But if you hit it with a bat, it would go pretty far. It was about on par to like a tennis ball. And I, I must have went to three McDonald's with my mom, and I would just ask for that toy. 
and I finally got it. And it was the best day of my life because I'm like, oh, that's a cool. Even nowadays, if you look up like Mario Bros Ball McDonald's. I'm going to look this up right now. It was pretty cool. It was meant to promote. Uh, meant to be hit with the bat. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you'd throw this. You'd get a black eye. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was pretty fun. But anyway, McDonald's is now having adult Happy Meals. I've never had a Happy Meal in my life because I would rather just get one thing or the other, not all of it. You like I I couldn't finish it back then, basically. But the toy I had a uh, I had a, a a what's it called a Happy Meal very recently. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> In fact, I didn't have just one, but two Happy Meals, and not only two Happy Meals. But the uh, the adult Happy Meals, which I got as research specifically for this. Yeah, you got, uh, what'd you get, Grimace? I got the Grimace toy. Okay. My sister also got the Grimace toy. So I got Grimace toy both times. You got Grimace squared. I made the pun because I told my, uh, my coworkers that I was getting it. And they're like, oh, I hope you get the Grimace toy. And I'm like, if I don't, I will Grimace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now... There is a term that has been going around the internet in in re- both relation and reaction to this news. Surprise, surprise, it's come from 4chan. Dear God. I know. So they're calling this food, and really they're calling any fast food. And I'm saying this in the most, you know, straight-laced, research-related way. I'm not saying this to be looked at upon in any way like i'm literally just reading off of the page of which this term is described so they describe this type of food as goy slop have you ever heard of that say what now they call it goy slop that sounds vaguely like it sounds like an ethnic slur that's the thing it's quote an anti-semitic internet slang term used in reference to fast food overly processed food soy-based food and otherwise unhealthy food the term okay yeah the term combines the the terms goyim a jewish word for those who are not jewish and slop a term often used to criticize food is disgusting the term implies that low quality food is being served to the masses by let's say the elites who are purported to control the world by anti-Semitic conspiracy theories to make them depressed, unhealthy, and docile. Its first known use was blah and spreading online to sites, including blah. I mean, if now, you went now if that we got fast food restaurants. Yeah, now that we got that out of the way, I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> but yeah, that's what they're calling it. If you're going to fast food restaurants expecting quality, um, I've got a bridge to sell you. McDonald's is not the lowest of the low, though. It really no, is not. Yeah, it it's not the lowest of the low. Honestly, for me, the lowest of the low has been Waffle House. Ooh, I went to one really? Waffle House once, and it's just like, why am I eating here? And the reason I was eating here is because I was in Tennessee, and they had one. And the one girl on our team's like, oh, we gotta go to Waffle House, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll go to Waffle House. We went to Waffle House. I wish we'd gone to the Taco Bell across the street. I was gonna say again, I'm not trying to to be that guy in the room saying this, but. The way how I know Waffle House, it's not exactly the food that's awful. It's the people that's awful. And I say that because I've seen more fights on occasion than I'm willing to admit. Like fights breaking out in the restaurant. And I'm like, the internet was actually true for once. Like this does happen. People get rowdy (laughs) behind the counter. And I'm just like, dude, like what is 
it's everything you envision it. And maybe it's just in certain parts of the country, but my Waffle House, the closest one that we have is Roscoe's, but yeah, it, it is what it is. McDonald's, yeah, you're exactly right. McDonald's is not the lowest of the low in terms of food. And really, I think this term would more so uh, be associated with the fact of like the food's quality of like, oh yeah, fast food is fast food. It's nothing like cooking at home. But the point of it was that people are mocking this is that in the era of, I guess, consumer media, it's like, oh my God, adults can't even think straight unless a toy comes with their meal kind of thing. That's the angle that they're taking that people who order these, the people that order these Happy Meals fall into one of two categories, scalpers and man children. And, I'm, and there's a wide range in between, but I'm assuming that that's not correct and people just want to get into an argument about anything online. Have you seen this on Twitter or any kind of internet sphere nowadays? I haven't seen that criticism. No, because all the because in the uh, in the arguments that I have seen, it's really been to the tune of like, oh my god, like McDonald's is already so bad for you already, but all but also now it's appealing to adults who can't seem to fucking grow up. <laughs> like, why does it have to come with a toy kind of thing? And at the end of the day. It's not that person's money that they're spending for someone who wants to go out and relive the glory days of McDonald's. Okay, sure. Glory days. Yeah, you know, like when when toys actually meant something. When I could rip open a box of Cracker Jacks and have a have a substantial cast iron toy instead of a slip of paper. You know, I don't know. Again, it just seems like a weird thing to complain about. Uh, when you showed me that Grimace toy, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I could see that being on a shelf. You know? My sister called him the Eggplant Man. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a streetwear uh, collaboration, too. Yeah. But... Uh, what is it? Cactus. Yeah. Let me look this up. I have the photo. Cactus plant, plant store or something. But definitely something cooler than me. But I don't understand. It's uh, the Cactus Plant Flea Market. The double eyes is just like... It's weird. I thought it was fake at first when I saw this online. It's like, wait, that's not real. But then I realized, oh, it's one of those streetwear brands that sells for an obscene amount of money. And they have all four characters here. They have Grimace, the Hamburglar. What is that? Nondescript, non-gendered yellow cap and shirt? It's Cactus Friend. Cactus friend, and then there's what's her name, Birdie, I think. Birdie, and then the Hamburglar. Yeah. So you couldn't even get Ronald McDonald. Okay. I don't like Ronald McDonald though. He's creepy. Nobody does. Yeah. Um. But you couldn't get him. You couldn't get. Actually, is that it? Is that the entire McDonald's crew? There's got to be more. There's like the little. There's the little creepy furry things i can't remember what they're called yeah i know there's like uncle o grimacy he was like really big in like the 70s when he promoted his shamrock shakes i know there was cosmic which was in that nes game mick kids that's kind of it i mean I don't it's know if you really know. it i mean there's probably more the crescent moon with the jay leno chin i like that one it's not a character but this article here from from mashable i think this is what set a lot of people off and maybe it's just sort of the journalistic way it was written, but it sounds very, I don't know, there's a certain thing to it. 
certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, McDonald's adds adult Happy Meals to the menu. Yes, you get a toy. And then the subtitle is, I want it. <laughs> As a kid, there was nothing more thrilling than a Happy Meal. Sure, the nuggets and fries were delicious, but what took it over the top? The toy. The, the freaking toy. You never knew exactly what you were going to get, but you were sure as hell going to get a toy, and that ruled. Well, now you can revisit that feeling as an adult. Today, October 4th, McDonald's announced a new menu item, a Happy Meal for Adults. Okay, so it's not technically called an adult Happy Meal, but it's absolutely an adult Happy Meal. It has a toy and everything. Okay, now I'm starting to see why people were taking the approach. Three paragraphs, not even three paragraphs, too many paragraphs and a sentence later, it's all about the toy. It's all about, hey, what can I get? How can I go back to being a child kind of thing? And I'm not, I'm lampooning this article. I'm not criticizing the author, okay? I'm sure he was paid a pretty penny to write it. I get it, okay? There's nothing going on in the world while we're all stuck at home. I get oh, yes. it. yes, the lucrative online journalism market, yeah. Yeah. I would venture to say it's probably on par with something that you'd see at, you know, Jezebel or, or, or BuzzFeed. Sure, it appeals to a certain demographic of people who look at this type of you know, online journalism. McDee's partnered with a streetwear called the streetwear brand called Cactus Plant Flea Market to drop the Cactus Plant Flea Market box. Everyone remembers their first Happy Meal, except I don't. me. Yeah, except me. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, and the can't sit still feeling as you dug to see what was inside. The company said via a press release that little red box could turn a regular Tuesday into the best day ever. And now we're reimagining that experience in a whole new way, this time for adults. The adult Happy Meal comes with either a Big Mac or 10-piece nuggets, fries, and a drink. You'll also get a collectible toy of either Grimace, Hamburger, Hamburglar, ugh, Birdie, or Cactus Buddy. Don't remember him as part of the lineup. Their faces are cool and distorted, you know, since we're all adults here. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, okay, well, it continues. There's also merch like hoodies, sweatshirts, and t-shirts. For, okay, this is just, they're... Yeah, the merch goes for thousands of dollars. I don't know how. I hate these, like, stupid streetwear brands where it's, like, like with, what is it? Um, What's that one that everyone knows about? Supreme, where it's, like... Supreme, yeah. Why, Supreme is, why is your shit worth thousands of dollars? And, like, and I get that the it's the inherent, like, it's worth what people are willing to pay for it, but... yeah. What about your your brick that says Supreme on it? Sure. It's worth a couple hundred dollars that people are willing to stand in line literally for a brick. I don't get it. I despise Fairfax as a neighborhood in and of itself. Not so much the population there, but also, yeah, sort of the population there. You have your streetwear kids. You have your fast fashion people. The people who would be willing to stand in line and wait hours on end. And that's not even a guarantee that you get in the fucking store. But I know exactly what's going to happen with this, okay? And it harkens back to the first point. We've already discussed the overly consumeristic man-children lining up getting these toys. How many? I don't know. I got two. You got two? Okay, well, chalk two up. The scalpers. They're not waiting in line to get McDonald's. They don't give a flying fuck about the food that has more red 40 and yellow number five in there to kill them. They want the toy because they're going to be selling them, or in this case, reselling them on StockX. They're going to be selling them on eBay, like with the, um, 
what was that one mascot? The the one that was on the box of Reese's Puffs, like Kava, Kaza, that gr- that gray, gray, and other gray little clay figure. I never even heard about that one. Okay, so Reese's Puffs, pause, K-A-W-S, right? $14 on huh. StockX, okay? $14, you can get a box for, I don't know, five bucks. $129 on Etsy. Etsy, you fucking swine, okay? It's a box of Reese's Puffs. Knowing how long that these have been out, they're probably expired. Are caused Reese's Puffs rare? Munchie Box Limited Edition Reese's Puff X Cause breakfast cereal made with Reese's, chocolate peanut butter, crunchy, corn puffs, whole grain, family size boxes. Very rare release. This is an Amazon releasing. This isn't even telling me if it's rare or not. This is just some jackass on Amazon proclaiming that it's worth way more than he knows it is. Okay, you're you're buying expired food, people. I don't like what people do with their time, dude. <laughs> I mean, if you were a conservative Christian from Texas, you could just write a post about. You know, this people. this is this is where I think if I think if Gooch were to write an article about this, I think I'd wholeheartedly like join the <laughs> join the join the resistance. Yeah, I'd be with her on this. Funny thing is that Gooch had her own like organic farm or something with uh, tipsy buttercream sauces on the website. I was doing a dive and like. You know, not to go back to that well, but she's complaining about the gates of hell. But she's put some booze in her butterscotch. But yeah, that's the sin. That's her sin is getting a little <laughs> too tipsy. And again, this is not to insult Brian Donnelly, the creator of Cause. This is not to insult the creators of Cactus Plant Flea Market. You know, an artist as an artist, cool. I could respect that. It's the people who claim that it's more than what it's worth people which by the way when they're buying on StockX, on supreme on what is it golf wang tyler the creator's brand golf i think it's just it's just called golf right they're reselling it at a markup indicative of what a they believe it to be but also b because they think that they're on the same level of this celebritous clout Thinking that, oh my God, I wear these clothes, I sell these clothes. Obviously, I can afford it, her der. So, you know, and the internet already it puts you in a situation where, yeah, you determine the price when you're selling anything. But people are out of their fucking minds if they think that, like they 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 didn't they haven't even taken one economics course and they think they're fucking Jordan Belfort. You know, like you're not going to sell me on this course, dude. It's like when you go to the mall out here in Santa Clarita, there's, I think at this point, there are two of those shops that sell the ridiculously overpriced couple hundred dollars sneakers that are a super limited rare edition that no one's ever going to wear because they're so limited edition out here. And it's like, what? It's like, why? You're never going to wear these shoes. And why are they worth so much? Why are you paying hundred dollars for these shoes? And I get like, again, it's, your collectors, but it's like I, I don't understand the sneakerhead culture, much like probably a lot of the sneakerheads don't understand comic book culture. Sure. But and also I, I did want to say on the on the fun topic of of scalping and things that marking shit up. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a collaboration between Pokemon and Oreo. Did you all ever know about that one? 
oh. very vaguely. So Pokemon, because Pokemon sells like sh- amazingly, no matter what it is, Pokemon mm-hmm. had a collaboration with Oreo and they had certain characters printed on the cookies. Apparently the ones with Mew were pretty difficult to find and were pretty rare. I didn't know this at the time. So I, I bought a pack of these Pokemon Oreos because I like Oreos and I like Pokemon um, with just the intention of eating them like you're supposed to do with these cookies. So I, I open up a pack, I eat one, and it's I think if the first one was a Squirtle. My second one, I think, was probably a, uh, I want to say it was a Bulbasaur or some shit. And the third one I ate happened to be a Mew. And I'm like, oh, cool, it's a Mew. I don't know if this is rare or not, but I'm going to eat it because it's a cookie, and that is why I bought them. And I looked online a couple days or so later, and some people are selling these Mew cookies for $100,000 a pack. <laughs> I'm not talking about okay. the pack. The okay. individual cookie was $100,000. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, when was this promotion? Do, do you remember the year? Last year. It would have been, I think, 2021. I see September 2021. Okay. January 1st, 2022. How much is the Oreo Mew actually worth? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Rare Mew Oreo with Pokemon Oreo package. Thousand dollars. It's still a thousand. What in the front flipping fuck are people command? Ten thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. Gentlemen, I'm about to have a stroke. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean if he if he sold one like, of those cookies, Sebastian, you could have paid for that stroke healthcare. How about how how about this? H- how about this? Oreo needs no introduction. Okay. It's the ripoff that's most famous for its success. I'm going to borrow a line from College Humor of all places. I love that channel. I used to love it back when I was like in middle school. And they have like this little like sketch where, um, you know, Oreo CEO, like, and, and the, he's, this guy's playing the CEO and the, the interns or whatever off camera, are like, oh, we need to work on our advertising. And he's like, why? We're Oreo. Go home. We don't need any more advertising. You want advertising? How about every cookie aisle in the world? Okay. Matt, Andrew, why do you go to the grocery store? To survive? To survive because okay. I'm bored and I need something to spend money on. What, what do you What do you typically buy at a grocery store? Vegetables, frozen foods. Okay, sustenance, things to eat to survive Apple and drink. Juice. You know, to survive. Right. Okay. When you go home and you put these things away in your fridge or your cabinet, what is the anticipated action that you were going to do? At some point in time after you have purchased and brought home your groceries. Sell it for a markup. Okay. Well, I mean, I got my answer. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like the whole Jesus toast. No, to, to eat. Oh, God, no. Not the Jesus toast. I remember the Jesus toast. I remember the G- the Jesus Cheeto. It was, <laughs> it was a Cheeto in the shape of a cross, again, which sold for <laughs> an insane amount of money. However, however, it was in the early days of YouTube and it was in, it was like 2007 I think that this video came where 
at the time, it was it was YouTube in its glory days. Hey, look at this cool thing I found that the news was covering back then when, you know, what housing crisis, you know? Look at the, look at the cross. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Jesus will provide. Jesus will provide. But no, you, exactly. You, I'm preaching to the choir here. You go to a grocery store to buy food to eat. Think about if you were to drop the, the asinine thought of spending a good four to five months salary for cookies that are fucking stale. How, how long is a shelf life for your typical Nabisco or, or Nestle cookie anyway? It can't be more than a year. And this cookie's been taken out of its packaging. It's in another plastic bag. These things have been open, people. Okay? These people ha- have opened the package, sifted through them with their fucking cum-soaked <laughs> hands. I don't know. I don't want to know what they're touching. Never mind the never mind COVID. They had to sift through these cookies one by one to find this Mew cookie, right? And then have the gall to charge twelve sixty shipping. Now, here's another thing, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Okay, the post office is very adamant on what you put in a box to sell. You can't sell anything explosive, anything flammable, liquids. No, I swear to God. If I spend 10 G's on a Mew Oreo cookie and that fucking thing breaks in transit, I will burn whoever's house down (laughs) that sold it to me. I can't do it. Like, who's dropping this amount of money? You have to have your golden goose of like the food item you're willing to drop money on if you are a millionaire. If you have Musk money, you're not saying that there's like an animal cracker of two elephants butt to butt stuck together like there has to be something weird out there that's like artsy or there's got to be a weird animal cracker out there there's got to be a weird like not even the jesus toast there's something out there that maybe it's a you know it when you see it but we all have to have like our golden goose food i i it's one of those deals it's like i'm not gonna knock it until i try it i mean Mm -hmm. i'm a sports fan if there was like this sounds like lowest common denominator mouth breather concussion, but like if there's a Raiders Oreo, mm-hmm. might be like, okay, maybe 10 bucks, I guess. Yeah. But then again, you're right about the food aspect. What are you going to do? I get sneakerheads displaying shoes, but how ashamed would you be if you have someone over and you're like, yep, here it is. And it's just this corroded, dusty Oreo in a glass. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like someone out there the whole culture of um, foods collecting is is wild. It's it's gross. It really is. You know, you have some foods that stand the test of time. Sure, you have people collecting, you know, boxes of Ninja Turtle cereal or Super Mario Brothers cereal from way way back then. Obviously, this food has long served past the date of consumption. You can't eat it, but it's not for eating. Right. At the same time, this isn't something like and I kind of harken back to, you know, the time when we went to the Natural History Museum and we stumbled upon the gold exhibit. This isn't something that people would like theoretically and naturally hoard in a lockbox. Right. Because for all intents and purposes, this thing breaks. 
never mind like you not eating it. It's inedible. But this thing breaks and that value drops to zero. You move houses and the box got lost. You move houses and the box got lost. Yeah, it's one of those things where like anything could happen and food on its own being perishable, like I always thought that was such a weird avenue for collecting, you know, like... I never understood how people do it. Like the people that collect like old Kool-Aid packets or something like that, like juice boxes or whatever, that shit's got to be radioactive by this point. Okay. There's no way I'm putting that in my body. I got to share with you guys, the guy on TikTok who drinks beers from the seventies and eighties, just cracks open a cold one. There's some nastiness floating in and just sends it. So it's, I guess the, whatever the muck, if mukbang is for eating a lot of food, yeah, there's got it. There's a genre out there of like, there's a guy who opens up old um, army meals from like you know he's oh god not the MREs yeah like hey man MRE, MRE. MREs they're are pretty good, good but not after their sell by date yeah well they'll, they'll still they'll but... still get away from it or they'll still get away with it um yeah it reminds me of the time when I saw this video of this guy drinking a 20 year old crystal pepsi and then he vomits on camera <laughs> i know what you're talking about there's the uh, there's the the I'm, 1980s like, batman uh like the 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 gum in card packs and like when they sell them they have to tell you don't eat the gum <laughs> they have to tell you not to eat the gum same it's old baseball cards there's a stick of gum in there and i have to say it does not look terrible except when you open the pack and it crumbles from like a slight breeze Mm-hmm. Ten thousand dollars down the drain. You know? And that's why uh and then I'll just say this and then I'll wrap it up. That's why I'll never get back into the um the classic video game collecting because if you really wanna laugh, go ahead and go on eBay for me. Saunter on over to the uh oh wow, it's not even on there. I can't even prove my point. Okay, well I'll just go ahead and uh fill you in. Uh, there's a game called Neo Geo Turf Masters. Neo Geo, very much unheard of system. Really, only a collector would know what it is. Neo Geo Turf Masters, there was a time when this game was selling for upwards of thirty dollars to $40,000 on eBay. I'm guessing the individual who was selling it had some, you know, activity behind above the brainstem in order to finally take it down and realize that uh, nobody was going to pay that price. Either that or somebody actually did pay that price because, oh, well, here's one for $18,582.66 from France. People are cancer. (laughs) What is this? Why do people command these prices? Anyway, uh, I've said my piece. I got to calm down. If anyone else wants (laughs) to take the helm, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I hope you don't get riled up with this one. I mean, the uh, what does it mean to call something spooky? Are, are we just out of control with canceling everything? What does Gooch have to say? But this article in NPR from their code switch blog. <laughs> this poor woman. The th- she, she'll probably never know that there's three people on a podcast tearing her a new one about this episode. But like this we poor woman. Just, the episode. This poor woman just <laughs> wanted to make fun of a movie for the sake of her children. And here we are just being like, yeah, this, this woman's so out of touch, man. Where's the lie, though? Tell us where we're wrong. That's fair. <laughs> Tell me where we're wrong. You can't. It's completely true. 
I mean, I, I, I feel like there was funny too, because like some of the comments, you should like, just the reaction from the public is what you'd expect. But I love the, you know, and it's the old atheism bit of just like, well, you guys pray to a 2000 year old zombie is drink his blood. Like, let's not get too heavy into that either. But this lady, yeah, we could tear down her for another hour if you guys want. No, I'd, I'd very much uh, <laughs> I'd very much like to know what it means to be spooky or to call something spooky because um, I use that word all the time. I was going to say, if this is indicative of like where society is going in terms of like understanding language as we know it, then the entirety of my YouTube channel is up in flames because you can't even call them creepy pastas at this point because what is something that is creepy or something that is scary or something that is spooky or something that is insert other thesaurusizing topic here like oh no my near 5,000 subscribers anyway holy um yeah i'll uh kind of dive into this article from npr posted actually in 2017 interesting so talks about the word spook it says and i'll skip the little feature intro but uh, the author goes you know sure spook can refer to a ghost it can refer to a spy. No, I've never heard that. But as many of us know, it's also sometimes a racial slur for Black people. So they ask their ask code switch columnist to explain. It really comes down from, according to the expert, the Dutch word for apparition or specter. It was used in English around the turn of the 19th century. Then it gets into spooky, spookish, and the verb to spook. And it was innocuous before World War II got real racist and they started using it to refer to black people. Stems from the army pilots who trained at the Tuskegee Institute, referred to as the spookwaf. The word just was a racist word since then. It was featured in some media. There was a book, The the Spook Who Sat by the Door. And it was... um, African-American author. It was infused with an extra dose of irony. And there was a Philip Roth book, which our dearly departed... Whoa, our dearly... (laughs) You were the one who saw him last. Yeah. Do you know something that we don't, Andrew? Would you like to tell us something? (laughs) I actually saw the Philip Roth book, but not this one in question on his bookshelf recently, but... Uh, it's there's a Philip Roth book, The Spook Who Sat by the Door, where it's a story of a professor at a New England college who is forced to resign after he causes two African-American students spooks. So ever since then, there's been some controversies. Target apologized for releasing in 2010 spook drop parachuters, miniature black figurines with orange parachutes, because that wasn't on purpose. And it really just goes on to say, be careful when you say the word spook. You can say something spooky, but if there's a, it doesn't mean a black person, but be sensitive. And then it gets into a, another word with another sub, oh God, another point being spook is a word we need to be sensitive about. And the fact that this article came out in 2017, I have to say, like, this sounds like something that I would have learned otherwise through a clerk's two monologue that this was a bad word so i don't know boys is are are we are we not using spook anymore i feel like this is i feel weird different i've got yeah i don't know how i feel about this because on one hand like i don't want to be 
now that I know I don't want to actively be using something that could be construed as a slur, but also right. like, I don't think spook as a slur is actively used or is recognized in the wider scale as a slur or, or is even, it's not used as a slur, but then again, it's like, yeah, it, it definitely does know, exist. It definitely does exist. But now that I know that it is, it's like, I feel weird right about using it because it could be construed as a slur and like i use the word spooky all the time i use like working on podcasts right now dark domain like i i describe it as spooky reading rainbow you know it it would be sort of on par and maybe this isn't used in proper verbiage today though i do sometimes hear it in conversation it's like when people say oh there's like a chink in your armor or like gypped or gypped or I mean, those are really the two that I've seen, that I've heard. I mean, you scroll down the article and near the end, uh, I'm not going to say it, but they use a word that is very, very similar to a slur. Yes. And it means... College humor did a skit about it. It means, uh, I think, frugal. Oh, no, that's different what I'm thinking of. Oh, Jesus. These are all bad. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, stingy. I'm just going to say that. Stingy. Go ahead and thesaurusize that and, you know, come back to me when you figured out the word. I'm not going to say it. I already know what it means. But suffice to say, yes, to the untrained ear, you would not say this in a group of people. <laughs> you know, th- that's not just say that, you know, we shouldn't, of course, know the connotations and know the roots of language as we know it. And even if words do happen to maybe invoke a... Because what we're going off of is basically, in that particular instance, the word itself sounds bad, but it doesn't mean anything bad, but you still wouldn't say it because of the racial ties to the other N-word. Okay, yeah, it is the word I was thinking of. Yes. (laughs) So I think that's when, you know, the, the... the sourcing comes into play where it's like, sure, there's many different ways to say one word. And at the end, it even says, to me, it's more fun to be aghast, blood curdled, or spine chilled than spooked. There's many different ways to say the word scary. I'm, I'm really not sure. Like, I understand the history, though, of course, you have to look at the context. You have to understand what words mean. And if you don't, then you run the risk of yourself playing ignorant to that it really is the whole thing before you speak i mean right the fact that this was you know oh man did you read that npr article in 2017 you know people aren't gonna know Mm -hmm. that this is what's going on but anything that sounds sus i mean and i you know mentioned early like the clerks two scene about a word that we shouldn't use is what i always think about in these situations now we're not all as dumb in the moment as Randall or I'm not confusing my character. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Like we're not all like Randall and being like, Oh, so, you know, but I think it's the kind of thing where we might have Randall-ish moments where Mm -hmm. none of, none of us grew up with hardcore racist, I'm hoping, but to the point where that wasn't just the word toss around. So I give people a pass and most people are saying spooky. I, I had honestly never heard spook just by itself in any Halloween context. Oh, what a spook. Like, I've never heard that. And right. Like, you don't, I've you don't heard hear of, like, the word. FBI spook, like a spy. I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that, too. 
you, you don't hear it unless it's in that one-off circumstance or in the month of October, you know? I got spooked. I got scared. Like, I was going to say, in this case, is it a matter of going all Randall Graves? Oh, no, it's cool. I'm taking it back, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what do we do there? Maybe, it, like, Biden needs to say it for us to pay attention. Uh, it's just, it seems like... The American people it. need to be spooked into... <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Fuck. Uh... Uh, no, now I'm going to go into my whole Bernie Sanders bit, because I- I'm telling you, when I heard that one clip of him being like and it was obviously cut but the american people are tired of women and then it just cuts that's the end of the video I, I'm, I'm dying of laughter here i'm like jarvis pull that video clip up yeah i i, I say spook is I, I think let's say spooky let's not say spook but hey you know there's going to be little kids out there i'm sure the word is being uttered in the kindergarten somewhere Right. Um, I'm sure it's being uttered anywhere. So I this is the first article I've also read off of NPR's Code Switch. I'm, I'm sure it's not, uh, you know, I don't remember this being a popular blog necessarily, but man, like there's a lot of education that needs to go around. So thank you, NPR, for putting it on. I just wonder if our, you know, our Gen X media overlord bosses who dictate coverage don't really, you know, aren't saying this either if it's a non-controversy but hey don't say it mm-hmm. gosh i hope we don't have to like <laughs> censor half of the episode before it's just, you know it's just a bunch of bleeps it's a bunch of i mean I, I already i'm just gonna apologize for screaming my lungs out but you know it's one of those things where i'm glad we got that in the moment because it just it, it's insane it's insane what people will make mountains out of nowadays you're no longer making mountains out of molehills you're making it out of anything you can find and that's what's sort of scary we got a few more weeks man i mean i cannot wait for like the hellraiser backlash i really hope it gets some love i haven't seen it mm-hmm. the original is awesome but i never heard this backlash around michael myers you know the hockey mask of jason is a popular halloween costume among kids yeah. so I'm actually really surprised not to beat down Gooch again, but I'm really surprised. It's been a while since I've heard some good old-fashioned Halloween backlash controversy. The only Halloween backlash controversy I know is going to happen is when they release this new Halloween movie for the, what is it, 11th ass-fucking-time? This one's supposed to be the end. Oh, you know, they said that last year. They said that Matt, about they Shrek. said that last year, the, the year before that. It said about Shrek, Shrek the final chapter, and now they're doing Shrek 5. I'm tired. This boy has gone on for too long. I'm tired, boss. I'm real tired. You're gonna go, you're gonna go walk that final mile now? Oh man, it's not green, I'll tell you that. I feel like we've been doing this for a hundred plus odd episodes, and still people don't seem to get it. It all comes back to Gooch, really. I mean, I wonder how old... <laughs> I feel like... Th- is that going to be our our title? It all goes back to Gooch. Uh, all roads lead to Gooch. All roads lead to Gooch. Yeah, we already have our title idea. It really is that. I mean, because how old is Gooch? I mean, I don't think... I've never seen an article about her name. I, I was going to say, like, never mind her name or her in general. It, it's the type of It's the type of person that someone like her 
represents it's the Gucci's right? of the world. Right. It's the type of people who have more time to spend on the internet than anything in their cul-de-sac, drinking wine, what have you. I mean, they they lampooned it in Santa Clarita diet, for Christ's sake. Okay. Like maybe they didn't lampoon it. Maybe it's me lampooning what's already just been an established fact of cul-de-sac communities by and large. It's one of those things where it's like, I get it. People set themselves up either with their careers or maybe they marry into a circumstance where they can be a stay-at-home parent. But it's a situation that is unlike what the working man or woman has, okay? Uh, It's a time of your life that you get to spend doing whatever the hell you want. And that should be great to those who work upwards of 8 to 12 hours a day, sometimes even more. The problem is is that people with all of this time seemingly find ways to accomplish absolutely nothing with it they accomplish drinking it's you know and they accomplish exactly nothing with it and again it's not relaying just to her as a person this is not a personal attack i've been known for ad hominem attacks in the past it's it's all been for comedic hyperbole. I hope people could, I, I God hope that people could understand the difference. But it's one of those instances where it's like the things that you idolize in this world or the things that you love in this world, we've discussed this before. They're not going to love you back. They're not going to give a crap about any kinds of dissenting opinions. I mean, the news station reached out to a Disney publicist. You really think that that Disney publicist is going to reach back out to that news station or her? You really think that they're going to pull that millions of dollars of production budget for one individual? Maybe it's not just her. A few dissenting opinions on the internet, which, hate to say, by and large, don't That's even exist what the anymore. Is. But they don't even exist anymore. The post was removed. She was literally deleted off the internet before other people could cancel her. <laughs> Zuckerberg did all the work. Hey, Disney Global PR, <laughs> Disney, you know, global media machine. I, I don't know about Hocus Pocus. Like, I don't know about Hocus Pocus. You may want to, you know, you may want to cut it for your lineup. No sense of evidence as to why you should do so. No monetary strain or any kind of, you know, fiscal reasoning as to why this movie is going to be a gigantic flop. It may not be. I don't know. But the opinion of one is somehow morphed into the opinion of many. She says that there's a lot of supporting opinions as well as dissenting opinions, sure. She's the only one that was interviewed. Who are these other people that are supposedly on your side? Or who are these other people that are supposedly not on your side? Like, this article's about you. You've had your 15 minutes of fame, and you blew it. How do you do that when everyone wants to be famous? You've had all of this time at home with your kids, with your God. You had all this time to prepare, and you did nothing with it. Should have toned down the Jesus, and maybe more people would have listened. Yeah. I don't know. That's ridiculous, but... I, you know... I didn't subscribe to Extreme Strength Jesus. Like I said, I love, I love lampooning. Like, it's fun. It's fun to do. It's fun to see how people tick, and it's fun to see what people will get up in arms over. Really, it falls back to that specific person who has more time on their hands to think that they're doing something 
when in reality they're doing nothing at all. I don't know. If if World War Three is going to be fought behind a computer screen, via con Dios, okay? You know, Godspeed. Whatever you got to do to feel to feel happy about what you've produced. Yeah, that's that's about all I have to say. You know, there's only one other burning topic, and I know I didn't tell you guys ahead of time, but it just popped in my head. The Chris Pratt Mario casting. Ugh. I was just reading about voice actress Tara Strong, mm-hmm. the voice of Harvey Quinn and Timmy Turner, etc. You mean an actual voice actor? <laughs> you yeah. mean someone with real talent? Oh, yeah. You mean someone who we respect? You mean someone who doesn't hate the Christian? I mean, doesn't hate the gays? You mean someone who is actually stands by her own opinions and doesn't hide behind them? Someone who doesn't call herself CP? I'll say my piece, and then Matt, actually, there's no better person than you to end this. Hmm. Um, when I saw the trailer, I was like, wow, that actually looks pretty good. Like all things considered, you know, with everything being CG nowadays, like there's no telling what looks good, what looks shitty anymore. Um, it could just be the Nintendo boner raging. It's one of those things where like the Sonic movie, people had such low expectations when they saw the first iteration of the poster and of the trailer and go so far as to say is, yeah, bullying works. Okay. When you actually listen to your fans, you kind of get bullied into, I don't know, maybe producing a product that people will want to see and be proud of is like Sega fans, you know, the, the people that bought your con that bought your consoles. I'm sure uh, Chris Chan had a raging hard on when he saw that news. Oh God. But why did you mention Chris I Chan? Heard? <laughs> I thought this was a safe space. Not with me, <laughs> but when I saw this Mario, uh, the super Mario brothers trailer, I was like, wow, that actually looks pretty good off the bat. I'm guessing that this won't be the final iteration of what they're going to be producing. Bowser looked fantastic. And Bowser looks fantastic. As a, as a Bowser Smash Bros main, Bowser looks amazing. Oh, so so you just edge guard then, basically? No, I I go toe to toe. I go yeah. ham. Okay. Okay. I'm a brawler, yo. <laughs> so, yeah, I you know when at this point, because it's animation, it's really about who voices the characters, right? And if Chris Pratt's going to be the one to do it, okay. I really don't have anything else to say other than, dear God, I hope it's good. Even though there's always, always going to be a soft spot for Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Even though that movie is terrible, the original Super Mario Brothers movie, there has to be a line drawn in the sand somewhere to producing movies of the time of it being produced. And back then, that was the best that they can do. If they can somehow pull it off in an animation sense, great. I leave the floor to you. I My main draw for this film is Anya Taylor-Joy because, as I have said multiple times, I am obsessed with Anya Taylor-Joy. She's fantastic and can do no wrong. Again, like you, Sebastian, when I saw it, it's like, okay, this actually looks fantastic. And I hate Illumination with a passion. I don't think Illumination is a good studio. I think they're, they make mediocre product. They suck major donkey dick. The only good thing that they could possibly do is so far looks like this is probably their best work. I hate the minions with a passion, like curse you 
for creating them in the first place. That being said, like this Mario movie actually looks pretty decent. It looks like it has a lot of fun, a lot of heart. Bowser sounds amazing. Donkey Kong being Seth Rogen is a very interesting and very apt choice. And then you have Mario who looks kind of meh. I mean, looks decent as Mario. And then he opens his mouth and it's like, oh, that's there. The other shoe is there's the other shoe dropping. He's not even trying. He's just being Chris Pratt. And like someone drew the comparison. Chris Pratt does the same thing, kind of like how Ryan Reynolds does the same thing in every single one of his roles. Mm. But the thing is, we like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds isn't a bigot. Ryan Reynolds like actually fits his characters. He petitioned and campaigned so long to do Deadpool and was really good at it. I don't think he should have been Detective Pikachu, but he seemed like he had fun with it and it was okay. And then you have Chris Pratt just voicing everything now. And the reason why a lot of people thought he was signed on to do all these voice roles during pandemic was because he's an anti-vaxxer, didn't want to be vaxxed. So that's the only work he could get is remote voice recording work, which knowing his his background and his beliefs, I tend to believe. It's just more uh, more of the discussion that he is worst, Chris. He's not even, he doesn't sound anything like Mario. And we bullied a studio once for Sonic. We can do it again. Speaking as a kid who got bullied a lot as a kid, bullying can have its good effects. We did it with Sonic. Yeah, let's, bull, let, let's bully it. I mean, you know who supports this movie? Janice Gooch. I mean, I know Chris Pratt is a hardcore <laughs> uh, Christian. Goes to that anti-gay church. I'm surprised there's not more backlash to who he is. I don't think anyone gave a fuck about Jurassic Dominion. I understand nobody's piping up about that, but we got to stop propping this guy up. But it's Mario. Who's not going to go see Mario? And you're right. I I had to say it does look good. The Mushroom Kingdom, though, did remind me of the intro of Sonic 2. It did. Mushroom Planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw it so recently. It looks exactly the same. Honestly, I think this is one of those, one of the few instances where Sonic beats Mario. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. Who, who knows? I, I didn't even know that this rivalry was still going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. when Sega sold their rights to Nintendo, I don't know if they sold their rights to Nintendo, but basically allowed them to have Sonic on Nintendo consoles. I didn't know there was still a rivalry brewing. <laughs> it's a 40-year rivalry. Like, let's... <laughs> I mean, they're still rivals. They fight. They, they compete at the Olympics together. Yeah, against you know. each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say one thing, and maybe it could be the ending point. As much as I've said that the internet is a psyop onto itself, it is quite possibly the greatest vetting process that I think I've ever seen. Whatever needs to be done with this movie, or Miss Gooch's opinions, or collectible food the internet will have its way with it and really it'll be the kangaroo court that everyone doesn't necessarily want but the kangaroo court that it needs to be and i think that that's something at least you've been listening to mars on life look up our show on instagram and twitter by searching at mars on life show and give us a follow Tune in to the latest episodes and bonus content from our show wherever podcasts are found, including Anchor, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Also, don't forget to head on over to the official Mars on Life YouTube channel to like and subscribe our work. This show's artwork, Happy Mars, is by Zachary Erberich, while our intro and outro is Space Explorers by Kevin McLeod. If you keep going, you'll make it to Mars. <laughs>